This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I, I was at home watching that. I remember watching that on my bedroom TV. I was um, kind of anxiously awaiting it. Because if I remember rightly, we were very near the end of the draw. We were amongst the last, I would say, I think it must have been the last eight or nine teams to be drawn out, I would say. And it was obviously, uh, we'd just drawn nil-nil at home to Newport in, in what was quite a disappointing nil-nil draw. We were at the top of the league. They were right at the bottom. So it was disappointing not to beat 10-man Newport at home. Um, but obviously there it was, number 63, Plymouth Argyle or Newport, I even remember the number, and it was a total ecstasy. I think the group chats I've read all pretty much exploded <laughs> into paroxysms of joy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm right in thinking that it was Ian Wright that was drawing out the away teams, and I think the reason I remember that, I was at my uni house, and when Liverpool came out as the home team, I'll spare you the full quote, but I remember saying something on the lines of, oh, this is Argyle, I'll do unspeakable things to Ian Wright. So it was Argyle. He's not taken me up on that <laughs> offer yet, and I think the restraining order is still active. But I find it amazing that um, not only can yeah, you remember that Ian Wright drew the balls, that, Sam, you can remember the number of the ball, because um, I'd love to say I have this great story about where I found out when we drew Liverpool and what my reaction was. Can't remember it at all. Cannot remember <laughs> it at all. Now, I, I, I would assume I was pretty happy. Um, I remember the draw when we we drew Arsenal a few years prior to that, and I was pretty pretty excited then. The the Liverpool, you know, Liverpool away in the cup. It's you know it's Liverpool, Man United. They're the two that you want, aren't they? And especially away from home. So it was it would have been a uh, pretty happy to say the exactly, least. Yeah, and I think that you know happiness obviously came in after we got the draw. Obviously, then there's a little bit of apprehension because average December game away at Newport to see if we get around further in the cup became a massive thing and I think I, I know it was pushed back for TV afterwards and how we had you know weeks to wait for it before we knew if we were going to Anfield but it it, it did make it pretty special and what was otherwise going to be a pretty mundane occasion. Real nerves I had ahead of that game I, I'd kind of got used to Argyle bottling it really and, and being a team we regularly bottle stuff <laughs> we just lost in the playoffs two years in a row we'd been on a really wobbly bit of form in the league um, around that time 
Uh, we'd had a, we'd had that absolutely fantastic start and got a bit wobbly. So I was thinking, yeah, you know what? We're clearly clearly a better a better team than Newport without a doubt. But are we gonna are we gonna have that stronger mentality? Are we gonna are we gonna have that more edge um, in in what's gonna be a, a game of holding the nerve and it went right to extra time. <laughs> in the first half of extra time, Paul Arnold Garita was uh, fouled to win a penalty. He <laughs> battled Carey for the right to win the penalty <laughs> and promptly had it saved. <laughs> and then in the second half of extra time at the other end, <laughs> David Goodwillie was fouled. <laughs> he thought about taking the penalty, <laughs> but Carey at that point had absolutely no <laughs> doubt about it. Snatched the ball out of his hand, only going one place. Graham Carey took our goal to Anfield. I was in walkabout for the replay. I remember remember watching that. Um, I don't often go to walkabout to watch football matches for many obvious re- reasons. Good reasons, but, um, yeah. The atmosphere was actually really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've got a little bit of stick for um, I own Paul Garita's Exeter City shirt. So um, when Garita decided to, um, I think we were all thinking no, no. <laughs> the only thing I do remember about that game is that the pitch resembled more of a bog. Than a football pitch. And yeah, because it was pushed back, I'd gone home from my uni house by this stage. I was back at home with, with my mum for Christmas. And I was watching it um, on BT Sport on my laptop. And we've got this weird setup in our front room at Christmas time that right behind my chair, where my laptop is, is this six foot Christmas tree. So when Graham Carey put that penalty in, I um, threw caution to the wind with my celebration. The chair went back a bit and it, it, it caused some mess. Oh, it, dear. It, it was. It was it was not fun to 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 deal with. The the dog didn't like it at all. But <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it it was one of those just a, a, one example of many. I'm sure wild celebrations. Um, Stan, if I remember right, just quickly before we move on to the day, you recorded it, didn't you? If I, I remember, I remember you messaging me. I did. You yeah. To try and watch it without uh, having having it spoiled. And did you manage to not have it spoiled? I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was at work. I watched it. I was probably about an hour behind. So. After all, you all knew that uh, we were going to Anfield. I was in fits of rage at uh, Paul Arnold Greta taking the ball off Carey for that penalty. When Goodwillie, I thought he was going to take the penalty, I was just incandescent. <laughs> anyway, so there we, there we have it. Great day. We all went off to enjoy a lovely Christmas. It was all the merrier for knowing that Anfield was coming early in the new year. Um, I then spent five hours on Boxing Day queuing up to get my ticket, which, let's just say that day was not... I won't go into the whole story, but it was not the finest day for the Argyle Logistics Department, let's put it that way, with, with in terms of what uh, kiosks were and weren't opened up, but we won't go into all that, but we got the tickets in the end. I went. I can remember on, there were a few angry tweets from you, I believe. There were, there were some angry tweets from me, most definitely. But Sounds familiar. Lessons were, learned. lessons were certainly learned for the replay, but it was a much more efficient experience, but yeah, there were some angry tweets, without a doubt. But uh, we, we got our tickets, and we all went up. Um, I went up on the... Um, let's not forget, by the way, we should say it was a one o'clock kickoff, because it was moved for BT on the Sunday, so we had to leave Plymouth at a really quite an holy hour of the morning. It was actually first time ever you know we, we always get used to leaving for away games in the dark but I think it's the first time ever it was still dark when I arrived at the services I went up on the official travel coach very very boring person that I am <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to miss a weekend out in Liverpool um, I was up there first thing Saturday morning um, I spent oh, the day on the beer on Saturday spent the night on the beer on Saturday and um, <laughs> spent a lot spent of spent the morning on the beer on Sunday. Yeah, well, actually, um, I'd love to say I spent a lot of the day on on the beer on Sunday, but um, I had a bit of a sore head, and 
so that does add yeah. up yeah so uh, but no we, we we made a weekend of it me and my friends i think you know yeah i mean i'm similar to you sam in the sense that i pretty boringly went on from the coach we went on the senior greens coach if i remember so we they did um put on breakfast for us on the way and that that was yeah, a pretty cool experience and anyone fancies traveling on the senior greens they've not paid me to plug i, I was just gonna it's great when we can go i was back just again. gonna ask there what is the age to be on the senior greens coach because <laughs> how, how did you I, get yourself onto I, that one I, uh, it, it, it's it's a weird, but that, the guy that runs it says that Senior Greens is just a name and it's open to everyone. And I mean, I'm <laughs> 23 years old and I've got away with it. So, I mean, if they're letting me on, I think I think most of them will be okay. I think it's for people who are senior at heart, if not necessarily senior in years. Yeah, yeah, that that to me may, makes complete sense. So, yeah, now I, I can get behind that description. But, yeah, it was one of those where, as you say, Sal, it was, it was a very early start. How are we all feeling getting getting on getting on to obviously Fraser was already up there to stand and Adam? I don't think for, for me anyway there wasn't really any nerves because I don't think any of us any of us expected anything. Yes. So we just thought we would go out there probably get beat three or four nil at best and just enjoy the day. Yeah, I was more or less the same in all honesty. I, on the way up, I don't think there was any part of me that was just like. Oh, I'm really nervous for this game. Yeah, what if they what if they put loads of goals past us? Because we expected that anyway. So I think it, it was pure excitement on my part. Going, it certainly made the journey feel um, a, an awful lot longer as we we're just waiting to finally get there and finally experience our time. And it felt like it was taking an age, and yeah, they'll always have traffic and problems around Anfield as well. So it took that little bit longer to finally get out and enjoy the show. But yeah, it was it was just excitement for me on the way up. I think. Did anyone have any inkling we might get something? Did anybody have a Did anybody have a feeling? You know, just maybe because after all, Exeter had drawn with them the year before, hadn't they? They took them to a replay. Admittedly, it was the other way around. They drew at home first and went to the replay. But... No, I, I I think like everybody in, in that situation, you think you're going to get absolutely tonked, and then a very small part of you thinks, but we have seen upsets. Have seen, you know? Everyone knows the magic of the FA Cup upsets do happen and it wasn't a huge i wouldn't say necessarily we went as far as an upset it, you know we didn't beat them we, we only you know we did as good as the result was it, we didn't knock them out of the fa cup but there is that inkling in you and i think that's what the excitement of the fa cup's all about you know knowing when you you watch that game everything says that we should lose four five six nil here like and there's that chance that all we've got you know everyone's got what is it they say in, in boxing like puncher's luck I, I must admit, I'm very much the same. I, I actually, I thought it was going to be maybe a 3-0 loss. I thought we wouldn't. I didn't think it would be a real tonking because, because we were a solid defensive side and Liverpool were playing, uh, were obviously, you know, fairly obviously going to be playing God a weak team. So I kind of thought we might keep it to a respectable three or so. I didn't, <laughs> respectable didn't think we were going to get a draw. We got, we got to the ground then. We, so we're going into the ground, um, seeing the, the the mighty Anfield, obviously the... Everything, everything around it, all the statues, all the big, the big stands, the grandstand, the uh, Hillsborough Memorial, of course, the sense of history just dripping off the place. Well, I watched James Brent get refused entry. Oh, okay. So, change, um, a bit of a change of tone there, but we'll go with it. Yeah, so that was quite funny. Um, you know, the, the, there's a pub outside Anfield, which which I was in, and um, when it came to time to go to the game, walked out the pub and walked that. Sh- you know, it's not very long down to Anfield from that pub. And uh, James Brent turned up, and there was a steward there stopping people driving in. And James Brent had a discussion with the steward, and the steward was having absolutely none of it. And um, James Brent was told <laughs> to go away. Off you go. And, um, 
we found it rather amusing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I wish I was there. Um, but no, you know, uh, uh, you know, it was. We got into. We actually lucked out. We. You mentioned on the ticket situation at the start, Sam. Um, I am the sort of ticket person in my group of friends. I think every group of friends so that I. go to football yeah, so have had that person. Um, or that mug, as the case may be. Yeah, and, very um, much so. <laughs> there was a lot of like difficulty getting tickets or knowing what the tickets were and knowing where they were in the ground and knowing, like, are they in that, that sort of... I think there was a singing section, if I remember correctly, or behind the goal or whatever. So I got to the point where I couldn't work it out and I just panicked and I was like, I've got to buy the tickets. Bought the tickets. Lads, the tickets are booked. It's all fine. I'm going to Anfield. We get there. We're bang smack behind the goal, about a couple of rows above crossbar level perfect seats like could not have wished for better seats if i'd picked them in an empty stadium going oh, i want to sit there yeah we, we were where we were um because i i didn't travel up the stand i did meet stand at the game where we were was right near the front of the top tier so that was a perfect view we didn't have too many people in front of us blocking our view but we also had a great vantage point uh, one thing i did find and it was it was really quite a quite a low barrier I, you know for I, I wondered if there were some limbs it would have been would have been quite hairy for just how low the barrier was for, for the tear for you know obviously the, the fans celebrating but obviously we didn't have a goal to celebrate in the end we'll come to that in a minute so the, the game itself started and we could tell that obviously very very cagey Argyle, Argyle performance early doors not a lot happened at all I think for the first 15-20 minutes we just sort of sat deep um sat deep all 11 men behind the ball didn't really allow Liverpool any clear-cut chances at this point, but a lot of um, a lot of possession. Um, I guess when we got through the first 10-15 minutes without a goal going in, that was a bit of a bit of a sense of relief, wasn't it? The fact that he, you know, at least we hadn't shipped an early goal. It wasn't I, looking like being a tanking. I think every minute we didn't ship a goal with yeah. a bit of a sense of relief. Agree, to be honest, not just the first yeah, 15. Yeah. And you kind of felt that with the crowd as well, didn't you? Because um, it was. One of those I was sat, you know, unlike any any of like way to one of the uh, obviously in the stand behind the goal where we all were, but way to the right as we would look at it. Top tier or bottom? In the lower tier. Lower tier. I was lower tier, bottom tier. So it was one of those where as with those um minutes ticking away, you could feel it in the crowd they were getting up for it. I actually didn't think that there would be such a, a brilliant atmosphere from where I was. But, you know, being so far away from the the goal, being so far away from the back. It was one of those where I was just like Okay, well, we'll experience it, but I doubt we'll get that atmosphere. But it really was. I think it might have been Kevin Stewart or Emre Chan or someone like that from their midfield had a shot wide in the first couple of minutes. And obviously, you know, the big way, or Sam does those noises much better than I do, goes up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Goes up from, <laughs> from the crowd. But that kept happening. That kept happening. All their attacks kept breaking down. And I think... As Stan said, every minute that goes by and every chance that goes by, you know, yeah, this is this is all right. They've they've not scored early. They're they're not tonking us yet. And the you know the longer that went on, the the, the better. Yeah, they had one what I would call very good chance in the first. Well, even then, I'd maybe very good pushing. They had one good chance in the first half, which was the Ben Woodburn chance, the one on one with McCormick. Um, great save with his legs by McCormick, made himself really big, and then the ball hooked away by Songo. That was obviously you should probably feel maybe Woodburn could or should have done better than that but yeah that i mean let's say it was wasn't it it was woodburn's professional debut i think yeah like <laughs> you know no he'd already scored by that against leeds in the league cup oh had he he, I he, he, was, he, he was basically he was quite highly there. rated wasn't he at this point in his career yeah, i, I mean it was. didn't really work out for him well at least not so far i mean it's probably a bit harsh to say that because he's still fairly young but at this point in his career he was probably 
considered the most promising young player in that team. And considering that was a team that I think had Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Joe quite... Gomez at the back as well. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. quite a sort of surprising they thing. They did have that, that header in their the careers first half as well. Yeah, Shea Ojo, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> if I that, remember. Was, that was, um, that was a, fa- a fairly good chance. It was, I don't think it was... Uh, other than that, we kept ourselves very, very secure at the back. Um, let's just quickly break from the chronology for a second. Um, people talk about that like, that was a ridiculously weak Liverpool team. And, yeah, it wasn't the strongest. But let's just run through that team. Because some of the players who did play that day, who've gone on to become regulars in their fantastic title-winning season that they, they were inevitably having before the coronavirus hit us. Carrius, OK, bit gaff-prone, but played in their Champions League final. Alexander-Arnold. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, now, he did play. Yes, he did. Uh, he did. <laughs> we won't yes, say how he, he played. Yeah, yeah, I bet a lot, a lot of Liverpool fans wish he didn't, though, <laughs> they didn't they? <laughs> Carriers, who was a regular for them um, in the season that they came fourth and then got to the Champions League final. Alexander-Arnold, who's now the best fullback in the world, I would, I would probably say. Joe Gomez, who's probably, um, probably the best English centre-back, one of the best centre-backs in the world. Lucas Lever, who is pretty much nowhere now. He, he'd been a big player for them over the years. Moreno, who, well, maybe not him so much, but Emre Chan, <laughs> who was a good player for them, now at Juventus. Uh, Origi. Uh, he's at Dortmund now, actually. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll edit that as well. <laughs> Emre Chan, who, who was a good player for them, now at Dortmund. Um, yeah, I'm clearly behind the times. And Origi, who has been a pretty decent player for them, and again, a fantastic season they've had. Um, so that, that was the well, uh, scored in the Champions League final. Well, yeah, against, and 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 they scored in the Champions League final. So that was a really yes. There, I think there that's were a, some a, players a completely fair point you're think, making but... there. I think I remember when um, I remember writing something after the game and researched that team. That cost them. I think the figure was over 110 million pounds they spent on that team. Yeah. To say that we'd just played against kids and defended against kids, not true when we really at all. Should have gone at them ridiculous isn't it so so yeah I, I, I think certainly with, with the point you made there is a totally fair one I mean the three substitutes as well were Daniel Sturridge Adam Lallana and Roberto Firmino yeah which... I mean Lallana's been a decent decent enough squad player in their amazing season Firmino's been a regular starter in their amazing season Sturridge he, he's sunk a bit since but at that time he I was bit, a brilliant player wasn't he but I think you're massively underselling how good those players are like yeah. Luke, like Lucas Leiva has got international caps for Brazil. Like yeah. even Alberto Moreno, he walks into that Argyle team. Like well, yeah. you, uh, you know, Alberto I, I Moreno would... walks into any Argyle team from it any. Still cost Liverpool decade. twelve million to bring him in. Like so. that team, it wasn't a strong Liverpool team, but compared to the team we put out, it was much much stronger and like you said even the youngsters in that team alexander arnold joe gomez you know they've gone on to be very successful players in their own you know as their careers have developed so you know i think i mean we can take pride in, in that performance and the result alexander arnold and joe gomez broke into the liverpool first team the following season i think yeah um so it's not as though they were just kids, really. Then they were only really they were on the of the team, nine sure. months away yeah, from yeah. being first team regulars for Liverpool. Yeah. But this way, I think um, Alexander Arnold played the two games against Argyle that month. Obviously, in the same month, he made his Premier League debut away at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Wow! It's not as if he was a random youngster at that stage that they just picked out of their academy and said, "Yeah, we'll we'll throw you on the pitch," like they did for. For example, the Aston Villa Carabao Cup game this season, where they really did have to pick out um, some randomers. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. And I think, Fraser, you mentioned the subs. I think that's a good opportunity for us yeah. to... Yeah, so half-time, how are we feeling? So we, we've made it, you know, we, we said every minute, uh, every minute, uh, you know, uh, like almost like a blessing. How are we feeling at half-time? We'd made it a whole half. They'd only really had one or two <laughs> decent chances. How were we all feeling then? I mean, I still wasn't expecting anything, to be honest. <laughs> um, I was still thinking, oh, they'll just turn it on in the second half. Maybe they'll bring off one of their strong players on the bench. Uh, and they'll maybe we I would I was happy with how we play I think even if they had scored a few in the second half I'd have been well we matched them for a half yeah um yeah. but I, I still was thinking oh they're just gonna pull away now and leave us in the dust it felt like it I think what I remember obviously getting to the whole half where we we matched them we we, we kept them out was brilliant I remember saying to one of my friends as the second half started Within the first minute, this is exactly the sort of time that they're probably going to score now and take it away in the second half. So it was another one of those occasions, as we've been doing it all the way through the first half, another one where 46 minutes, they've not scored. 47 minutes, they've not scored. Around 50 minutes, Lucas yep. has a has a pot shot from 30 yards that McCormick holds. And again, we're looking at it and we're like, do you know what? We're, we're, we're counting down the minutes again. I'm not sure exactly at which point I thought we might actually do this. But certainly as the second half went on, I was like, thinking, okay, well, regardless of what happens here, it's not going to be a thrashing. We have more than held mm. our own and started to believe a little bit. I don't know if it was a... Was there a point for anyone that they started to think, do you know what, we might actually do this? Um, I think it was about 60, 65 minutes. Because I think at that point, at that point, you're thinking, we're talking really margin of error here time. Because at that point, we're thinking, even if they bring on Sturridge, Firmino and, and Lallana, which indeed they did, at that point, you're thinking, even then, they're only going to have 25 minutes on the pitch. They're only going to they're only going to have so long to impact the game, effectively. So it was around that point. It was, And obviously then Sturridge came on in, in minute 63 and he had a quite a good chance from about 25 yards, didn't he, that went narrowly wide. That I don't really know. You can it. have quite a good chance from 25 yards <laughs> out. Quite a good it, effort. I, 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 yeah, good, good effort. That, that's, that's exactly what I mean to say. Thank you, Adam. Um, but it was a, quite a good effort that went narrowly wide. Um, and then, and then, but then really apart from that, they didn't really step up that much of a gear. We had the injury to Miller, of course, he was, I think, stretched off with an, with an ankle problem and um, on came Connor Smith at that point, um, had a bit of a shift around. I think Tanner had come on for Garita at that point as well. Um, as so Tanner, who um, was, I think, described after the game by Jurgen Klopp as th- that little energetic fella or whatever it was, <laughs> the, the little yeah, guy I mean, nearly Tanner scored. Tanner <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the Tony Bradley and Emre Chan. Shall we, we touch on that oh. briefly? <laughs> We've Finger missed it. Here. It's a disaster. <laughs> We've missed it, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, none of us really saw it till after the game, did we? So I suppose that, that counts just about well enough. But, I like the spin but you yeah, so, so we're getting closer and closer. The subs have come on. Um, Tanner, I know he was playing maybe divided a little bit of opinion, but I think even his critics would admit he was very good that day off the bench. I know yeah. you're not a big fan of Tanner, Tanner generally, Stan. Would you agree he was good that day? Yeah, I, my opinions on Craig Tanner were probably no secret to people who ever uh, sat within about 50 feet of me at home park. But he did have a good game. Uh, it's hard to deny he gave us a lot of energy off the bench, Uh Really harassed they, who, and pressed who, well. Who remembers when he put uh, Joe Gomez on his backside? <laughs> right I do, yes, yeah. yeah. Was there also an occasion where I, I, I seem to remember that he, Tanner, I think it was Tanner who was nearly through, and yeah. then Gomez put that, yeah, put in an excellent tackle on it. And from my angle, I was 
100% adamant that that was a foul. I did not see Gomez touch the ball at all. I was on my feet jumping around like, how have you not sent him off? He's through on goal. Looking back on it, it, it it's stupid. Tackle, yeah. I thought that was an excellent tackle. He gets the ball cleanly, yeah. move on with our lives. But I think it's one of the, the, the things of the day, remember, where we were all going a bit mad, I think, uh, in that away end as the minutes ticked down. We were all, you know, had, had our little little stories to tell as, as, as we're doing here. And that was one of them for me. I, I, I really thought Joe Gomez should have been sent off. I was, <laughs> I was still seething about it on the coach home before I saw it and then had to eat a little bit of humble pie and said, yeah, that's a really good tackle. But yeah. it, it, it's one of many, I think. And yeah, <laughs> it, 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 so. I think Tanner generally, I think, we, we all have our own views, but just for the purposes of these memories, he, he did have a good game. So, move, no, last 10 minutes then. So, we, we all said, was there a turning point? I think we can probably all safely say that when it hit the 80th minute mark, we all really were thinking, wow, we could really do this. Fraser? Um, I just remember, probably from, yeah, about that time, me and my friends just kept looking at the clock. I don't remember watching yeah, a lot no, of them. Like... Because in the first half, we'd been we'd been messing about, saying, "Ah, you know, we've not conceded in five minutes. Ah, we've not conceded in seven minutes. Not, you know, it got a little bit old quite quickly." When it got to about the seventy-fifth, eightieth minute, we're just going, "Hang on a minute, they still haven't scored yet, and um, it's still nil-nil." What what's this really wasn't supposed to be happening? I don't really remember watching a lot of the last ten minutes because most of it was spent either looking at my watch or looking at the the. I'm sure there's a clock in the ground downfield. Um, yeah, it definitely got. To the, you could tell the. You, you can usually in most football games tell when the crowd changes, and you know there was definitely a yeah. moment mm, where the crowd yeah, sort of went definitely. from this is our day out, we're going to enjoy this to hang on a minute, we just need a little bit of luck and we could be in the. You know, we could be not just going through as, as, as a replay, we might even not, you know, you mentioned the Tanner opportunity, we might even knock these guys out. Um, but yeah, I spent the last 10 minutes not well. I'll tell you what was odd though, towards the end of that 10 minute period, towards the end of the game, a group of people next to me left. They they didn't see the final whistle. <laughs> Why? Um, Why? They left because they were sort of on the like Steve McManaman wavelength that, you know, we won't be very happy that we've not tried to attack a Liverpool team at Anfield. Um, but, you know, that... that did they'll always me. have those precious memories of beating the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Jervis chance, let's just touch on that. Um, Liverpool trying to play the ball out of the out of, out of defence. Really bad pass from Lucas Lever, completely under hit. Jervis intercepts. Jervis belts down the kind of the pit, side of the pitch, coming a bit central with the ball, gets past Gomez. Tanner is just kind of running in towards goal. Oh yeah. Um, maybe not running quite fast enough. You could criticise Tanner a little bit. Sorry, sorry, Tanner sorry, Sam. You can't criticise someone for yeah. not running fast enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, if you can't he's... physically run that fast, <laughs> that is very hard. That's a tad hard. I mean, okay. Let 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 let, let me let me rephrase. I'm sure that we kept in for the amusement of the list. Let me rephrase. Maybe he left it a little late to make his bursting run it's probably a much better way of phrasing it but Jervis Jervis runs down runs down the touchline um, comes inside a little bit beats Gomez he has the option of pulling back and squaring to Tanner or he has the option of shooting he does shoot he, he, get, he I'm not going to say he goes close but he goes fairly close he, he's not he's not miles wide and it would have been and I'm not entirely sure actually whether Karras would have had it covered so with that one whilst it wasn't the case for the Gomez foul non-foul I've just spoken about for that one I 
Oh, the perfect angle of it. it I, I could see as soon as he hit it that it wasn't going in. It was nice to have that break and have a little wonder, but as soon as it's lefted foot, and I don't think you can blame him for it, I think the pass to Tanner on that one's a very difficult one to make successful. So I think it, it was worth him having a go, but yeah, as soon as he did it, I could say he's tracked this. So I, I, I didn't let myself get too excited, shall we say. I mean, in hindsight... Knowing it was Carrius in goal, he should have just belted the ball at Carrius. It have already gone in. It's a fair shout. <laughs> okay, so so we're in stoppage time. The board has been put up for what I think was, and I'm going off memory here because this isn't on the highlights. What I think was five minutes of time. Um, it was it was certainly at least four, but it, it was a, it was a good, it was a fairly long stoppage time. Liverpool have a free kick um, right on the edge of the box. Trent Alexander-Arnold whips the ball in and Connor Smith very, very nearly whacks the ball into his own net. It was a good, oh, good reflex God, stop yeah. by McCormick to stop it. <laughs> I think this sort of, this was what I was thinking through most of the game, to be honest, is that I wouldn't want it to be defined by a mistake. It, it, when you make a mistake, you just, I would just have felt terrible for him uh, to have got that close and to have it taken away by a mistake would have been quite cruel. Yeah, he'd have been so unlucky. I think, um, that was one of two occasions in the match for where, from my angle, I thought they'd scored. One of them was that one I thought before McCormick pounced it. Uh, my heart just sunk. I thought it was on its way in. The other one was, as we mentioned, the storage shot from 20 yards. I think it hit the side netting and I thought he scored there. So it, 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 there, there were a lot of those nervy moments. I, I probably didn't think that clearly, to be fair. But there we go. But um, it, it, it was one of those. And I totally agree with Stan. I think when you go to one of these games and... A team like Liverpool outplays you. You hold your hands up and say, yeah, well done. We can't match that. Move on. If it went in off Smith, he'd have been so unlucky with the way that set piece went. It would have you know, been a heartbreaker for everyone. And yeah, th- thank God McCormick was there to pounce on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really good reflex stop for McCormick, who had, who had a very good game overall that day. So that was pretty much it. They had one final chance of getting the ball into the box. It was looped in. It was hooked away by, I'm pretty certain, David Fox. And that was it. The full-time whistle went. Well, it's just joy. Unbridled joy. <laughs> yeah. What I would say, uh, it, it almost felt like it couldn't have been more perfect despite the circumstance. Because I will say at this point, by this stage, I had the most pounding headache imaginable. It was, it was all like the occasion <laughs> had got to my head in a literal sense as well. And... Even with that, even with the sense that I'm sleep deprived, I've had some drinks, I'm probably going to drop dead. Get to that final whistle. <laughs> As Stan said, it was that unbridled joy. It was a case then of you know, nothing else matters. We've just had this wonderful achievement. And it's another one of those that I, I think I said it with the, the Hartley goal the other day. It's hard to put into words exactly how we were feeling that time. You just had to experience that. I think every one of the 9,000 there will have their own little stories of you know, the experience that they had. And at the same time, say, well, if you weren't there, it's not really something that you can formulate into into a real coherent sentence. It's just that moment, above all else, was special. Yeah, um, it, 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 I, I, I was walking. Um, I was walking away from the um, away from the ground, just in giddy disbelief, walking back across um, Stanley Park, as it was, to back to the supporters' coach. And one of my mates, I was walking with, just turned to me and said to me. You know what? Even if I had got one right at the end, I still would have been absolutely immensely proud of how we played mm. that day. And, and yeah, yeah I, totally. I, I would have as well. But, but the fact, the fact that they didn't, and the fact that they just, um, the fact that we managed to hold out and, and do an absolutely fantastic, um, fantastic draws hitting about the home park, big money spinner for the club as well. Who, and really, when you think about it, if you're looking at a sort of a butterfly theory angle, the signings we made that summer 
could be said to have propelled us to promotion. Uh, Taylor, Sarsevich, Kennedy, Sokolik all improved us in their own way. And we also signed Nathan Blissett, but moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but certainly, certainly, um, certainly Sokolik, um, Kennedy, Taylor and Sarsevich were all signings that boosted us. And maybe would we have signed all four of them without that booster of the extra replay and indeed the televised replay as well? I'm not sure we... We maybe would have so that 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 was a really quite a quite a fantastic moment from the point of view of the funds it brought into the club as well and what those funds were were indeed used on. So it was an incredible moment. I just felt incredibly proud. Um, and I, I would have felt proud even if they had nabbed the winner at the end. But um, but I felt I felt all the more proud with with the fantastic um, draw we had and managing to turn the obviously managing to turn the entire city of Plymouth, most of Cornwall and North Devon against Steve McManaman for life. Oh yeah, I do remember being very amused when I saw on Twitter that Steve McManaman had very much thrown his toys out the pram that a League oh, Two team style. had the audacity to defend a Premier League team's home ground. Um, and it was quite funny what happened to him in the replay as well. <laughs> yes, it was, which we'll come to, I think, on the, oh, on no the next doubt. recording. But... I just... Like you guys have said, just incredibly proud of the performance. Um, I think, especially after all the years of crap and nonsense and, you know, poor performances and rubbish going on in the boardroom and all that, you know, all that to have, you know, to have that day out was was brilliant. I mean, it would have been great to got the, you know, got the goal and knock them out. Of course it would. Um, But no, I was just over the moon a bit. Um, It was a great day. It was a great weekend. I think the Scousers were very, very good hosts. Um, yeah, they were. It, you know, it was brilliant atmosphere in the city. And um, it was just a shame, you know, I know that there's another podcast for it. It was just a shame that we couldn't get the result at Home Park. But again, at least then we didn't embarrass ourselves either. So um, that, that was good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. We will be back soon to cover uh, the replay. Uh, it's goodbye for me. Bye. Bye. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.